This is GabNet, the great American broadcast network. Talk radio like you've never heard it before. night and we're live once again welcome to rob alfano's exchange we're going to open up the citizen panel on skype gabnet live and or the phone number 347-352-0079 are the numbers give us a call we'd love to talk to you on this monday night on gabnet It's Monday night. As I said, I know football is going to be on the air. I know it. But, I mean, look, there's always a football game on, and there's always somebody slapping somebody around or beating somebody up. You know, it's football, right? So uh, this is GabNet, and we're live. We've uh, we've been off since about 1.30 Eastern time on Friday night. We're finally live again. I think that kind of takes precedent. We're uh, welcomed, or we do welcome Rin to the Citizen Panel here on this Monday night. How are you, Rin? I'm doing well, Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, a good day today. I actually got my new iPhone. <gasps> oh, pretty. Yeah, I got my new iPhone here. I, I went with the, uh, I went Saturday to the store, to, to the Apple store, and I held both of them in my hands. I was waiting till I can get my hands on both of them. And the, the the plus, the bigger one than this, was just too big for me. I just, I like to be able to do everything with one hand. Kind of balance it on my pinky, and then you'd be able to get around the screen with my thumb. And this is quite a bit bigger than the, uh, the five that I had. So it's cheaper, and you can't find the plus anywhere from here to Singapore, um, it's, it's so, so backordered that, um, I, uh, I, I picked this one up at about, uh, four 30 this afternoon, just finished setting it up. It's, uh, it's all set to go. In fact, I had forgotten to put my email on it. I was wondering why I wasn't getting any emails. It'll probably yeah. flood now. I, I didn't put the password in. So how about yeah. you? How was your weekend? Um, it was good. Um, my uh, best friend's husband had a birthday this weekend and we went over and Watched a really horrible movie called Rage with uh-huh. Nicolas Cage. Ah. There's your, your clue right there. It's Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was just stupid. <laughs> That's how I feel about a lot of his movies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, but the weather, outstanding, gorgeous weather. My wife worked all weekend. She started a new job. Oh. And so I feel like I'm. it's been a year since she's been here and... Pretty much for that year, it's been because of the situation. It's been we've been joined at the hip whenever I'm in the house, right? And for right. the first time, she got up early and got in the car and drove to work and spent the day and came home. And I just, you know, ran a couple of errands and basically just sat around. And like next Saturday, she's working a 12 hour day. Or is it next, next Saturday or next? Yeah, next Saturday, which is normally our day to go to Costco and to run around and do errands. And if we go to a movie, it's usually on Saturday. So it's kind of blowing up the, the regular weekend thing. But she's glad to be out working. And I'm glad that she's out working. So. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> yeah. She, and she does health care work, home care work. Yeah, right home- now she's doing – she's a companion and she's going to be taking some courses. So she she goes to this place, which it's cool because it's not that far from here. And she's today she sat with a 93 year old woman and uh, she gets them something to eat. You know, she she um, gets them food and she helps them to the bathroom and she talks to them. And, you know, that's what she loves. She loves elderly people. So it's like a huge she really loves it. So I'm happy that's for great. her. I think it's great. So. And outside of that, um, life goes on. You just got to find a new way to to cope with with all the free time on the weekends. Hopefully, it won't last forever. 
I'm working no, and she's home. She gets a little seniority. Maybe the, the, she'll get the better chips. I hope so. I hope so. Hey, we need some more callers here to Skype to, to the Citizen Panel. It's GabNet Live, one word, on Skype. Or um, you can call us on the telephone, the old-fashioned Bell telephone, if you have one of those. Yeah, even with a rotary dial, I think it'll work. The area code is 347. The phone number is 3520079. Give us a call and um we'll uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um so I went to the Apple store on Saturday. It's one of the things that I did when I uh was sort of just bouncing around by myself. And I went to the one we you know, here in the Reston Town Center. The place is absolutely nuts. I, I walk up to the place, and um, I walk up to the place, and there, are, there, are, there's like you know they have lines, and people bring chairs, and they're sitting there, and they're they're camping out for these phones. Now I wanted my phone pretty bad, but I'm not camping out for a phone. I, last time I camped out was for an Elton John concert back in like 1978. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time. We're joined by uh, Charlie Wallace as well as Phil Meyer this evening on a Monday night. Good to have you both with us. Hi, guys. How's Hello. it going? Charlie, we're not seeing your video. I don't know if that's by choice or... Uh, no, I can restart. Oh, I see him. You oh, do? Okay. I just see that uh, bright and cheery picture of him smiling. How about you, Phil? Do you see him? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, oh okay. So I guess you, I'm uh, the only one who's not seeing you, Charlie. But uh, anyway, the, uh, the this weekend was the big splash um, uh, at the Apple stores. Like I said, I said to the woman, can I go in and out if I'm not buying a phone today? She said, yeah. And that's where I went in and I got to see the two different sizes and stuff. But uh, uh, Apple stores around the world translated into record iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus sales over the weekend. $10 million to be exact, and that beat last year's iPhone 5S opening weekend by $1 million. The achievement is quite remarkable considering China wasn't part of the uh, opening weekend. Apple sold 9 million 5C uh, and 5S smartphones during the three days of the opening sale a year ago, um, and that weekend included Chinese sales. So they're doing very well over there at Apple. Um, you cannot find one of the bigger phones. Uh, Mr. Alfano. Yes. I, I, I went into the Apple store this weekend, too, and I held my little Apple i5 up against that big, ugly 6 Plus. <laughs> and, you know, it's just too big. I don't want to carry that big a phone in my pocket. Really? Mr. So, Alfano. So what you going to do about that? Are you going to stick with your 5? I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like this one. I didn't like the really big one. I put them oh. both in my pocket. And, and you uh, walked out with that one? <laughs> I, <laughs> I put them both in my pocket and quickly thought, there's probably 900 eyes on me right now. But uh, no, I just wanted to see what it felt like. And it's so slim. It really is. It's got such a nice feel to it. Um, it doesn't you know, the feel- funny thing is I put the other one in my pocket. And uh, I didn't walk out with it, but I I said this is too big. It's like the regular six, the regular six. No, the six plus. The six plus. I put them both in my pocket. Didn't like the six plus. Um, It's too much like a what are they calling them? Uh, uh, Is it cross between a phone and a tablet? The frablet or something like that? Is that what they're calling them? But. yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want a phone bigger than this. You're going to have to really talk me into a reason why I need a phone bigger than this. And I know they exist. And they're clamoring for them because you can't get the, the plus. So I have AT&T. That's yeah. another thing. These plans. So they're trying to sell me on this next plan. Does anybody here have AT&T? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So the next time you go, if you haven't already done so, they're going to try to sell you on this next plan. It's like there's next 24 and there's next 18 and next 12. The idea is that instead of paying, now this phone is uh, the 6 with 32 gig, uh, 64 gig. They don't make a 32 gig model anymore. And it costs $299. That's the price, the subsidized price with a two-year contract. So what they're doing now is this next plan, there's no more contract. You, But you're paying the entire phone up front. 
not a, I'm sorry, not up front, but you're going to, you're going to, there's no money down and then you're going to pay for 24 months or 18 months or whatever. You're going to pay the price of the phone on your bill every month. So it's, I've already got that. Yeah. Okay. So in the end, you're paying the $749 for this phone. Yeah. And they lower your bill a little bit, right? So you get it, you get a little less of a deal because obviously they're subsidizing this phone inside of my two year contract. But I, I was panicked about this because if I do it that way, since I don't pay for this, I don't pay for the service. My company pays for it for me. But they won't pay for the phone. So if mm-hmm. I don't go for a contract like this, I pay the, the two ninety nine for this phone, they are going to wind up paying for the rest in the price. So the guy at, now, the guy at the, at, the, at the AT&T store is trying to talk me into the next because he makes more money on in commission on those plans and i said to him he said but don't you understand you're going to pay more i said i'm not going to pay more i'm going to pay 299 dollars, and my company is going to subsidize the rest if they see an itemized deduction or every month an itemized spot on my bill where it says the phone charge they're going to say we're not going to pay that so i wound up with the two-year contract and it'll be a little uh-huh. bit more money but. Now, I, I'm grandfathered in. I started with what they called the big talker plan, mm-hmm. uh, which was unlimited minutes and unlimited uh, Internet. And uh, I've had it since the iPhone one. Uh, and I don't plan on giving it up. How do they Although, how do you do that? I thought every time you that you could keep it as long as you keep the device. What what device are you using? Uh, I, I iPhone five. Now I've gone from a. A one to a well, three, three to started. a four to a five. So they let you upgrade the phone unless you bought mm-hmm. it, didn't buy it from them. No, I uh, uh, would upgrade and take the uh, the continuing contract. Now I'm out of contract at this point, and I don't really want a six. So <clears throat> until my phone is not upgradable, uh, where uh, uh, download comes and uh, like it did with the iPhone one, uh, that's the only reason I switched to the three. Because I wasn't able to download the operating system anymore. Oh, I see. At least I thought I wasn't. And uh, but uh, I've continued with my plan, and many times they've tried to take it away. <laughs> they've offered me everything under the sun, and every once in a while, somebody from my office will say, "Oh, that sounds like a good idea," and boom, I got to call them back up. I got to argue. I got to investigate, and then they reinstate. Uh, they want to get rid of that unlimited internet. Yeah. Yeah. Now they slow me down around five megs, is it? Gig. Uh, uh, gigs. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be gig. Uh, uh, and, you know, they want to give me a 10 gig and then they'll give me the uh, the hot spot and, and so forth. I, I just don't want to be in the wet spot. But, you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the uh, uh, but, the, you know, the bottom line is I know that I can sit around and listen to live live uh, view or stream uh, in my car driving and i you know and within a couple of days i can get up to five gigs really Uh, i haven't had that issue because i have a 10 gig plan and i stream gabnet all the time in the car i listen to baseball games in the car right in the old days pre gabnet uh when it was just the tv show oh yeah I would watch it. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, I just have it playing in the car as I was driving. I'd, I'd look over every once in a while, and uh, I'd listen to it and through the through the speakers. And um, uh, I was getting my my minutes were getting up there uh, to where they had warned me uh, that it was going to slow down. And uh, you know, at that point, I said, "Well, it's too bad. You slow it down, I'm going to be pissed." <laughs> have they? So, but they have slowed it down on you, right? Uh, yes, they had. Yeah. Um, they all do that now. Yeah, that's the new thing. Even um, even the companies, uh, even the ones. If you do have like a five gig plan or whatever, I believe they slow you down uh, mm-hmm. past that. Uh, no, 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 because they're going to charge you by the gig prior to uh, uh, getting up there. If if you have the ten gig plan, which I was what I have, yeah, it's then a they charge you so much per uh, gig, I guess, uh, over uh, the ten. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I said, look, I've had this since I think 2008. I said, don't touch it. You know, it, it's just off limits. They could offer me the world. And I said, no, I don't want to change. And I think Alex has the same deal. Yeah. But if you use it during the Wi Fi net, then, then, you, then you don't, uh, 
you don't yeah. do, use any of your, your well I, and 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 I do when I'm around the house I have the Wi-Fi I have AT&T has something called an M spot uh which uh uh you know some my girlfriend has a, a phone and I don't have unlimited for her so uh she uses that around the house and uh but me I don't care you know if it's on Wi-Fi LTE 4G see I don't care. I get the benefit of using my iPhone and I started doing it with my 5 yeah of using the hotspot which you don't have access to because of the plan no. you're on and I'll yeah. tell you what I use it with my Mac I just fire up my hotspot on my phone and my Mac connects boom and I'm on you know with 4G speeds on yeah. my on my on my Mac, which is great. I use it. I have a I have an iPad, which I use here uh, in the studio for, like when we do the the game show. I play all the clips and the you know all that stuff that is all on this this thing. And same thing. It's it has uh, the ability to get. It's got a, a a plan I could put on it. But since I got this hotspot, I haven't. I don't have a plan anymore. I just turn on the the, the hotspot. And I share out my 10 gigs. I have never even come close. I think the most I've ever gotten is almost five gig once, one month. Because I, I was- I've never used it up either. Although I know that the future is coming. And the reason they want every, everybody off of that plan is the future holds uh, a lot more uh, uh, use. And people are going to start going over and they're going to start paying more money. What, what are you? What are you? T- what are you referring to uh, specifically? More video, or is there well, uh, the the unborn uh, the unborn uh, uh, video and things that are going to start uh, being invented, and then all of a sudden, those with ten gig plans are going to start paying because they're going to be dangerously up to their limit, uh, and I will have no limit. Well, but I'm telling you, before that day arrives, they'll find a way to get you off of it. Uh, when I'm dead. <laughs> but, you know, I do want a hotspot. So what I thought I would do is uh, eventually when I break down and get an iPad, yeah. uh, I'll get one with the, um, uh, what do you call it, built in, the uh, uh, the uh, Wi-Fi built in. And then uh, and I'll get it through whoever gives me the best deal. And uh, that'll come with that'll be a hotspot. Yes, you could do that. That's true. So you're just trying to protect your phone as long as you can. Right. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't. I mean, I don't blame you. I I had one of those plans, but it was through an organization I worked for. It was back in the day when companies would give you a phone that they owned. So yeah. uh, most companies don't do that anymore. They don't want to be in the business of dealing with it. Was a pain. I I did a lot of that in IT. I would be responsible for all the devices, getting them fixed when people broke them. You know, this is going back about eight years. First, my blackberries. I have a buddy that works for 3M. They supply the car, the phone, yes. uh, this toilet paper, uh, and, and everything you can possibly have. I guess that is so that if they let him go, he doesn't have any uh, ties to the technology. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole thing built around. I know when 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 we switched over from BlackBerry, I was working with a company. This was 2000. Eight maybe, and our mm-hmm. CEO, we, we were heavily invested in BlackBerry. And the CEO is a big Apple guy, and he, he wanted to give everybody iPhones. And I was against it, and I, I fought it as long as I could. Now he's the CEO of the company. I kept saying, how are you going to secure these devices? You can't lock them down. There's no security built into the email system. He didn't care at the time. But he, he uh, eventually, we were able to find products now that support that. There are all kinds of mobility products out there that, well, like, this will get my company email on it. And, and, and uh, if I leave the company, all they do is press a button and it wipes out all corporate data. Just hmm. like that. It doesn't take away my data, but it wipes out all the corporate data just with the press of a button on a server. So, uh, yeah, at my company, we're really advanced. I give them all semaphore flags. Uh, so, so they have to, you know, uh, use flags, ship to ship flags, uh, uh, to communicate. <laughs> you know what semaphore is, right? Yes. He heard about this newfangled Morse code. He wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, nah, nah. Sounds shocking to me. <laughs> so, I, I, has anybody heard about the uh, the troubles at the Department of Homeland Security? 
No? No. Uh, Uh, There's been an exodus of top-level officials from the Department of Homeland Security, and it's undercutting the agency's ability to stay ahead of the range of uh, emerging threats, including potential terrorist strikes and cyber attacks, according to interviews with current and former officials. Uh, Instead of reading this entire article, the bottom line is that the Department of Homeland Security is headquartered here in Washington, D.C., and so are many, many, many other security companies who offer lots and lots of money. And so they keep they they keep getting people there and they keep getting lured away by these high paying companies because the government doesn't pay that way. So they're really saying that um, it's that, that, you know, they do these tests and one of the evidence that it's taking a toll is a former acting TSA head who left the agency last May cited the results of agency tests in which undercover operatives try to sneak weapons and explosives onto airport security or through airport security. He said the, the security employees are increasingly missing the contraband with the frequency of failures reaching, reaching frightening levels. You know why? Well, morale is really bad there. No, they're trained to get those nail clippers out of the out of the thing. Yeah. If you got four ounces of shampoo, shame <laughs> on you. <laughs> well, I, I'm you know I I'm typically leaning on the left, but I I think in the case of this, I I think I lean more towards the right on this. This is one place I don't think maybe the government belongs. Maybe we don't need the Department of Homeland Security. Maybe the government should hire one of these security companies to do our security for us. And so we don't need to lose people. They hire them. They put them in positions. The morale there is absolutely horrible. And in my mind, maybe it just makes sense. This is one agency that started in 2003 and maybe needs to end in 2015. I don't know. Ideas? I don't trust corporations that much. Why is that? Uh, Because corporations only care about money. They'll sell out for the highest bidder no matter what. I don't we want to charge with my security. So are you more comfortable with getting sub-par uh, people in there, people who maybe can't get these high-paying, great jobs in these security firms? Are you more comfortable with having those kinds of people or people where the, the, the there's such a dysfunctional work environment there? Uh, according to this article, it says the departures are results of employees widely describing as dysfunctional work environment, abysmal morale, and the lure of private security companies paying top dollar that have just absolutely pro- proliferated the agency. You know, is, does that sound safer? In 2005, I uh, worked closely, at, actually in th- oh, 2003 to 2005, as a police reserve in uh, Richmond, California, I worked very closely with the Department of Homeland Security because my function was to operate the boat and to patrol uh, the uh, shoreline. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had Chevron refinery, all the bridges, and we worked in conjunction with other cities. Department of Homeland Security uh, was uh, very instrumental in getting us a lot of the uh, material we needed uh, uh, through grants. And uh, so it, it did serve a function uh, to, to help uh, uh, pay for certain uh, types of things that were uh, that were needed uh, to 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 mass up for uh, that type of uh, that type of work. Uh, I don't know that the TSA uh, should be uh, a government agency. I don't see why the airlines can't pay for this and uh, and 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 work it themselves. Well, I mean, that's just going to. What is that going to do? That's just going to raise the price of a ticket, isn't it? It already has. Well, to a and, degree, but not not at if they're going to run an organization and and pay and and have a you know this is not a a money making organization. You're asking them to run. The cost of that is going to land somewhere. So yeah. you've got to be mindful of that. Now, maybe you could take the the the, the DHS and uh, and 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 augment what it does. You said it was useful for you in gathering in was it in getting some sort of. Uh, well, we had grants uh, to get whether it was diving equipment uh, or boat or um, guns. Uh, and uh, training and uh, a, a number of other things. So we put together grants, and with those grants, we were able to establish uh, the type of uh, police agency that could do 
uh, the homeland security functions. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I feel uncomfortable. I mean, and I'm not one of these people who run scared. Like, I think we I think it's, you know, our country does a great job of putting the, the fear of God in all of us. And I think fear is a way to control us. Fear is a way to uh, keep us in line, so to speak. They, they preach fear, um, which is a relatively new thing for our government. But since 9-11, that's all you hear is, you know, back in the day it was we have nothing to fear but fear itself, right? Now you have everything to fear. And when this stuff happens and it's going to happen, you know, I, I'm just saying that I don't know that this is money well spent anymore on this agency. Well, if they weren't uh, just had their hands tied behind behind their backs and they could function maybe the way the Israelis do, uh, they, they'd get something done. Well, I th- is there as much competition in Israel for the, 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 the best talent paying way more money than the, the government would pay? I'm sure there is. There's a lot of technology in Israel, and uh, you know they're 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 looking for people that uh, that understand the threats and uh, can can deal with it from uh, a military or from a, a technical side. So, are we on opposite sides of this? You'd like to see the department stay around, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's time to go private with it. <laughs> uh, well, I thought I, I found I, I, I thought think, I found I think, something where I where I'd be on your side. <laughs> well, I think that the uh, the department should stay around, but its function shouldn't be to put the boots on the ground. It, they should work with the private agencies to supply uh, the services that the private agencies would contract for, just like we contract with the government to, to install carpet. You know, it's the same thing. Okay, I, I could buy that. I mean, it's it's a change. I just think that the way it is right now, it just seems a little bit. Um, it just it, it it seems like a waste of money. And according to this article, I didn't like. I said I read the entire article. I don't want to read it here. No one's happy there. Uh, there's a lot of discord, and you know, yeah. some that and that's kind of how I felt initially about government sponsored health care because. Uh, I know private industry, you know, is is more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're more. Um, they, they do a better job of of not wasting resources, and they they're more. What's the word I'm looking for? They execute. They execute better. However, the government needs to be a government and not private industry because private industry doesn't give a damn about anybody right. except making money. So that's where I, you know, when you when you think about it, I don't want to go to the DMV and get my health care, right? I don't want to have that kind of attitude. I don't want that kind of, you know, I took my wife to get her driver's license. I had to get her her test. We sat in that place for four and a half hours with one person giving the, the, the place was filled with people who wanted to take their driving exam, their their road test. And they had one person. They didn't give a damn that you sat there all day long for a 10 minute test that just in the car, 10 minutes. We sat there from 930 in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon. That's just not very uh, efficient. And so maybe the word I was looking for is the government's not very efficient usually. Yeah, that's um, right. That's what happens when you keep cutting taxes so they I, can't I, pay for that. Right. I understand, but that's the that is the lay of the land. That's the way things are. So I, I kind of feel that way about homeland security. Maybe it's not very efficient. Maybe we do need private in there, but with government's oversight to make sure that it it you know it's looking out for people and not just for profit. Because otherwise, you privatize everything. You privatize the prisons. You privatize the, you know, the post office. Everything you privatize, in the end, if the haves will have and the have-nots will not. And there'll be you nobody to watch out for them. more for the privatized prisons than we were for the, pub- for the publicly financed prisons. I'm sorry, Charlie, I missed what you said. We're paying more for privatized prisons, at least here in Texas, than what we were paying for the when the prisons were public well and and the other side of that there's that part of it and then there is the part that says there's there's a a, now there's a a major business towards keeping people incarcerated as you know what i mean if if people aren't incarcerated there's no reason to rehabilitate there's no reason you know it becomes all about profit and that just seems wrong i'm sorry if that doesn't seem wrong to everybody 
that we're privatizing things like our our, our penal system. Uh, I That's why like they're making jaywalking a, an offense to go to prison for now because they want to get as many people as they can in these private prisons. How far fetched is it that you know they're looking to fill prisons? We got to fill prisons. We fill prisons. We make money. They are filled. Right. <laughs> they are, but if yeah. they if they they're start, overcrowded, they're and, letting them out in California. Yeah, and Jerry he, Brown's giving them all uh, you know walking papers because they're the prisons are overcrowded and they're unable to, uh, to to accommodate that many prisoners. And who are the lobbyists that are fighting against legalizing certain drugs because of that? Right. If you legalize marijuana, those people don't go to prison. I saw that thing you posted on Facebook today with the gal quitting on uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, on uh, TV. Yeah, uh, uh, she owns a, uh, a, a private marijuana distribution company. Yeah, in Alaska. Uh, that yeah, was hysterical. It was. It was. She was cool. I mean, all right, she believes in that. I was. I was right with her there until she said expletive yeah yeah fuck you or fuck it she said well she said fuck it and she walked off the set and the poor girl who was the anchor was yeah. just, just sitting there uh, uh, i don't know uh, we'll be right back no maybe not <laughs> and she said expletive i quit yeah that's you know. exactly it she just turned around and walked off but uh um, yeah. funny stuff i guess she's making more money in the marijuana business than she was as a uh, news anchor well, I think she sees the potential, and I don't know that she's making it now because she kind of said, "I have no choice." Didn't she say that? She they were probably going to fire her, and uh, you know, it probably uh, they found out she owned one of those places, and she knew the writing was on the wall, and um, she just went out with a flame, figuring nobody would hire after you know. Yeah. So yeah. I might as well go out and just give the bird to the whole, you know, yeah. to the whole industry. Flip the bird. That's funny. Charlie, what were you saying? I was saying, isn't that still illegal in Alaska, though? It's not like Colorado or Washington State. Uh, maybe they got medical. Oh. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I, yeah, I'm not either. So anyway, anybody else have anything they want to? I got a couple of other stories here, but unless somebody has. Yes, Rin. I have an Ebola update. You do. Oh. I- Ebola. Yeah. Ebola. Don't touch your friend. Don't touch it. Where's Albert when you need him? All right. It really is a good little dance number. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of when I used to play the Macarena at at, uh, at parties. <laughs> What's your Ebola story? Well, I got some new numbers. Okay. Um, this these are uh, as of today, as five thousand eight hundred and thirty three cases. Oh. And 2,833 deaths. Wow. And, yeah, that's a lot. I thought it was really weird that they both had 833 in them. Play the numbers. Can you still do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Legally, probably. (laughs) 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 Well, I have an Ebola story here. The uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention increased the warnings on Ebola. The is they're advertising they're at, they're advising airlines and jet staff to treat all bodily fluids as infectious, even on domestic flights. The update notes that if Ebola is suspected, aircrafts can be cleaned mid-flight. The update is apparently meant to to stress the rights the to stress the right airlines to what the rights of airlines to have a. Uh, what is this? This is a, I just copied and pasted this, and this is not written properly. The update is apparently meant to stress the rights airlines. Ha- oh, the rights airlines have to block anyone who f- appears ill from boarding an aircraft. The agency could. also suggests that the Ebola crisis could strike five hundred thousand by the end of January twenty fifteen. Other uh, others note that some two hundred thousand Africans from nations hit by the deadly virus have visas to travel to the United States. Is that comforting? Oh, sure. The CDC is getting out in front of what could be a problem in the U.S. if somebody with the virus slips through security checkpoints overseas and arrives here in America. Uh, in addition to the new precautions to airlines, the CDC has also provided hospitals and health centers with special protocols on handling people suspected of having Ebola. So we're gearing up. Well, we should. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it takes one person. 
to make it from there to here. Yeah, that's it. And then it takes just one mutation. And it's airborne. And it becomes airborne. And, and, and won't that be just a, a thrill? Every, I know for me, I'll just work from home every day. I can work for I can work from home. I'll never leave the house. But my wife is she's in you know she's in these facilities, so I'll just make her stay there. <laughs> what, was, what was that product that they used to sell uh, that you'd wear around your neck, and if you were on an airplane, uh, it gave you some sort of fresh air or it filtered the air. Uh, I don't see those around anymore, and I don't see them advertised. Maybe they like something you'd get at sharper image. Yeah, uh, it was uh, some school teacher designed it, hmm. and uh, they it was it looked like a uh, like a whistle, but uh, you'd wear it uh, just below your uh, chin uh, on your chest, and when you breathe, uh, it, it filtered out the, uh, the the stuff in the air that made you sick. And wow. uh, yeah, but I mean, you don't know. I mean, what kind of filtering was it? It's probably the two uh, two things off some Kent cigarettes. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, at some point, maybe if it ever if it ever got to that, people would. Walk. I know you see people in Asia do it all the time. They walk around with the masks on their faces. I thought they did that because uh, they uh, didn't brush their teeth. <laughs> well, maybe a little of both, but uh, They're fans of Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know that uh, you know at some point. It's not so crazy to think that people would be walking around here with with surgical masks over their faces to try not to breathe in anything. I mean, they, they have to determine what this is and and what it'll get through, right? How, yeah. You know, but uh, well, in China, I understand in the industrial areas you can cut the uh, pollution with a knife, and I thought that that's why they were wearing those masks. Uh, but um, yeah, I guess it could also be somebody said maybe they're sick and they didn't want to give anyone else uh, a, a virus or a cold. Every time I've seen it, it's been like, a, you know, you always see these pictures, you know, around the bird flu and mm-hmm. and things like that. So I always assume that it was that maybe you're right. Maybe it is the nasty pollution because they do have they don't I think they're now starting to pay attention to pollution, but they didn't for many years as they industrialized. So like we didn't. You know, yeah. as a growing young country, we didn't, we just, you know, I don't think we knew. I don't think, I think we've learned, but they sure. should have known because, uh, you know, <laughs> learn from like belching things problem. out of smokestacks. Yeah. Learn from the mistakes of, of uh, or not the mistakes, but from, from the way other countries came about. But um, there's a, uh, a significant benefit of the Affordable Health Care Act. Um, and it's the opportunity to receive money-saving tax credits up front to cut the overall cost of health insurance. But now hundreds of thousands of consumers could owe back some of the money next April. Those affected uh, took advantage, and they took advance payments of of the premium tax credit for health insurance. Some married couples could owe back six hundred or fifteen hundred or up to twenty-five hundred dollars. Uh, it might feel like a raw deal for some who already have uh, been suffocating under the escalation costs of health insurance. Uh, but when you file for your 2014 tax return uh, next year, the Internal Revenue Service will compare your actual income for the year with the amount that you estimated when you applied for the exchange-based uh, health insurance under the health insurance law. So for those people who didn't uh, make changes to their, <coughs> to their, you know, uh, taxes for getting married or or for getting raises or for anything else could wind up uh, in a, in some in some trouble come tax day next April because of the Affordable Health Care Act. So uh, that'll be interesting. I work in the uh, IT business and we are getting ready because uh, I'm involved in or my company I shouldn't say my my company is involved in. The health exchange for New York, for Maryland, for um, Hawaii, many, many states. We run the, um, we run the, the call centers and the uh, websites and all that for, for the governments. And uh, they're getting ready now for another big push. Uh, I hear about it all the time. They're asking me for more servers and for more resources for those servers because they're expecting a major push especially new york 
coming, uh, I guess it's November when they sign up again. So were you the reason why uh, Obamacare uh, went up uh, so late uh, because the uh, servers weren't working and uh, uh, the website wasn't working and uh, people couldn't sign up and now Obama's getting sued? Is it your fault, Rob? So I'm, I'm, I knew you'd ask that. <laughs> the answer is that we are only doing state exchanges. We're not doing the federal exchange. So the answer That was a Canadian com- company, right? Uh, from Revel Soak. From Revel Soak? <laughs> could be, could be. Jim Incorporated. Yeah, we didn't get the federal contract on that. We've got a bunch of state ones. So all of yeah. ours went up on time. All of them have worked pretty much uh, as advertised. So, yeah, we didn't do federal, uh, what is it, uh, healthcare.gov. That wasn't ours. Oh. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been a re- resume-producing event for a lot yeah. of us. Yeah. So. Have you heard about the new Republican strategy? Yeah, I, I, I sort of, uh, I, I did. You did? Yeah, uh, less taxes, less government uh, in your in your pockets. That's the new Republican strategy. Uh, you think? Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> these more government in your uterus if you're a woman. These Republicans, That's... these Republicans are starting Thanks, to sound Charlie. like uh, like moderates. Or almost like some moderate Democrats. And well, this election is, time's coming. Yes, and that's what really ticks me off. Uh, well, wait till I, your Democrats start goose stepping. Well, what do you mean goose stepping? You <laughs> oh, mean you mean we're going to start the center? <laughs> we're going to. Yeah, I think I think our president is in the center, if not more to the right than to the left. Yeah. So I mean, he's been trying to get along with all the Republicans to no avail. He should have just stuck to his guns. But uh, the mid in the midterm election year, in which the political climate uh, and map of battleground states clearly favors Republicans, many GOP candidates are nonetheless embracing some Democratic priorities in an effort to win over skeptical voters. The shift is evident in some of the most contentious Senate and gubernatorial races in traditional swing states, such as the decidedly conservative ones, such as Alaska and Arkansas, where Republican nominees have endorsed increases in the minimum wage, legalizing medical marijuana, or granting in-state college tuition to some illegal immigrants. Even on social issues in areas where the GOP traditionally have bowed to the wishes of the the evangelical Christian base, many Senate hopefuls have backed uh, same-sex marriage and over-the-counter access to birth control pills. You know, how do you respect that? I mean, that's my problem with it. You know, you have convictions. You just abandon them for a vote. Or I don't think they had convictions. They just go back to their own ways. Well, and but see, that's the scary part. I mean, you know, are you going to come out and just out and out lie to people and tell them these things, and then you're just going to ignore what you you know what you said in your uh, in your campaign? I think the influence of the evangelicals is waning, and uh, there's a number of uh, people that are uh, waking up, and joining the 21st century. Uh, uh, even on the Republican side. Well, and that's good to hear because that's always been one of the major issues I've had with the why I would never ever, as much as I am more fiscally responsible, but socially, uh, uh, I'm more fiscally right and more socially left. Um, I would never ever vote Republican because of the evangelical ties. I just don't believe in any of that. But I think that the the rest of the country is going that way as well, that uh, they're uh, fiscally conservative and um, uh, morally uh, 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 more liberal. I'm probably the only host. Well, I mean, I guess Rebel Stoke Jim doesn't count because he's not a an American citizen. A citizen, but I am probably that doesn't the, stop people from voting. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm probably especially Democrats. I'm probably the most moderate of the hosts. Well, I'm considering that uh, I don't actually I don't know uh, Miranda's politics. We clearly know Alex's politics, um, but I, I seem to fall right of him. But I am certainly uh, I have never voted Republican uh, in any presidential race or or any race for that matter, because I just can't. Every time I do, I start thinking of you know, uh, women's rights to you know birth control, women's rights to abortion, uh, to their own bodies. How about women's rights 
full stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think rights. that if you're really worried about women's rights, why is there so much support for the Saudis? Why is there so much uh, anti-Israel uh, talk when uh, when it comes time to see what uh, uh, the uh, Gulf nations are doing to women and the African nations and uh, so, and people sit back and say nothing. They're silent. Well, if if the if the world itself is not going to get up in arms about it. The United States just cannot afford it. We are about to go and spend more money that we don't have to go fix someone else's problems. Those problems, you're right. I mean, I completely agree with you. And maybe back in the 40s when when we had money, you can go ahead and go take care of things like that. But today, until we get this country right, we need to first priority needs to be here in this country taking care of people who don't have who should have. Rob, why not? Uh, why are we supporting these countries? Why are we giving them anything when they uh, treat women and uh, and minorities the way that they do? Uh, because you know, they control. Uh, your wife is Filipino. Yeah. Uh, do you know what they how they treat Filipinos in Qatar and Saudi Arabia and uh, and such? They treat them like slaves. I, they rape them. They kill them. And and uh, and well, we do business with these nations. Well, hang on. I think you're a little over on that because I just I happen to know a little bit about this. My wife's sure best <laughs> friend, my wife's best friend. I met her. She's a sweet, wonderful person. Mm-hmm. She is the mother of a couple of children. Her husband lives in the Philippines. You know, the the biggest export out of the Philippines are Filipinos because mm-hmm. you can't work there. So she's left her family and she's gone over to Qatar. And she's working there as a uh, manicurist. And she's, yes, she's away from her family, her kids and all that. She's going to be there for three years. She's a a year and change into it. No, just under a year into it now. Um, And she's, I mean, we hear from her all the time. She, uh, she's, she she misses her family. In in, in someone's household. No, she's, Uh, she's living on the, yeah, she's living, you know, in, in these, I guess uh, they're dormitories, pretty yeah. much. And, you know, it's, it's, she works six days a week, long days. She's off on Thursdays. And uh, she's relatively happy. We're joined by Jim Browning. Hello, hey, Jim. Jim. Hey, Jim. I'm a, left, I'm a lefty. You're a lefty? <laughs> You're more a lefty yeah, than well, I Yeah, well, you am. were wondering. I wasn't sure because, you know, uh, you don't talk politics very much. No, but I'm just, you know, we have uh, federally, we have basically uh, uh, <clears throat> three major parties in Canada. The Conservative Party, which would be closer to your Republicans. The uh, uh, the Liberal Party, uh, which is towards the left. The NDP, which is the uh, New Democrats, which are even more to the left. And then I guess if you want to get even more to the left... We've got the Green Party, but, uh, you know, no, I've never voted conservative. I, I tend to, I've always sort of been in a liberal state of mind, occasionally voting for the NDP. So. See, I, I don't believe in, in, in just giving people money to give people money. I think people deserve money when they need help if they prove that they need help. But I don't like the idea of sustaining put people on help. So... And I don't like what the Republicans stand for at all, so I can't vote Republican. I don't necessarily agree with everything the Democrats do, but I, to me it's a better choice mostly for the religion, for the, the evangelical and all that stuff. That's really what keeps me voting yeah. on the Democratic ticket. See, we don't tend to have uh, that that huge evangelical aspect to the uh, to the people on the right up here. That, that really doesn't exist. It didn't here either. It, it it became that way in, I guess it's the nineties. Because Canada is is really multicultural, so there's so many different aspects to it. Uh, the, just to, you know, uh, the evangelical people are only one voice, really in a, in a whole bunch of voices that make up what Canada is. So there, there's really not that. Great great big lobby uh, that big uh, that big support that is sort of hanging off the right side of uh, the spectrum so I jim think, that's I, all. I just wanted to cover that jim don't you have a parliamentary yeah. system up there 
Yeah, uh, we do. And, and, and how, uh, but how does that differ from the United States and, and uh, our Congress? Uh, well, um, well the Canada is made up of ridings, uh, uh, different electoral zones, and uh, uh, each political party runs their candidates in those ridings uh, across the country. And uh, when we come, when it comes time to vote, the uh, the uh, usually the the party that has the most members elected make up the government, and then you have the the, the second place people are known as the opposition, and uh, they're basically again the opposition. They they run a a, a shadow government uh, where everybody has a, uh, an equal person that they that who is actually in the government like there's a uh, a health minister and then there's like the shadow health minister and and he covers the uh uh health concerns uh for uh his party but so the, does that the government mean might not <clears throat> hang on the government yeah. might not even be made up of they might not get enough seats the, the <clears throat> it's really weird the 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 people with the most votes Sometimes they don't, they don't technically have enough votes to make up the government. Uh, I forgot what the number is off the top of my head. So what they have to do is they have to join with the opposition, and oh. they have to get along. And they that actually have healthy. to talk to each other, and they have to and they have to say, "Hey, we have to work together to make." Uh, it's called a minority government. So they're in charge, but they're not really in charge because right. they have to work with the other guys at the same time. Right. And if at any time they don't like what's going on, they can call for a vote of non-confidence and say, "Hey, we don't have confidence in the government. Let's take a vote." They take a vote. They say, "You know, the vote of non-confidence." Uh, passes and then we have another election. Well, but see, so, you don't spend a fortune on elections. You don't throw money at oh, everything. We, there is not the kind of no, lobbying that goes on. Twenty-eight days. Yeah, and and no, there's not wonderful. Yeah, and 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 there's all, not all that lobbying that goes on. You know, all of the the, no. the the guys who become millionaires when they get out of Congress or out of this, you know, when they leave public service because they've done so many favors. They're promised all of these parachutes when they decide to leave, you know, public office. And that's on both sides. That's not Republican. That's not Democrat. That's American. And that's sad. Right. That's what's killing this country. Jim. Yeah. And that's federal. And then and then provincially, every province has a uh, legislature, which is just like a a mini parliament. And that's the same thing. The The province gets divided up into writings. And you you vote who you want, and they go off to Victoria, and they represent the uh, there's a and the premier, the head, the the guy who wins, his party wins. He becomes the uh, the premier of the province, which I guess is like the governor, right? But he has to answer to all his uh, uh, all the people in his party. And again, the uh, there's a uh, they're called MLAs, uh, members of the legislative assembly. And uh, in British Columbia, they uh, the uh, the legislature is down in Victoria on Vancouver Island, and so it's like, it's like a mini parliament. So yeah, we've got all these little mini parliaments to handle the provinces, and then federally we have the big one in uh, Ottawa. Do you have a, a? Would you consider any part of Canada like what we have here in the states, like a Bible Belt? Is there anything like that there? You know, we have like the yeah, south uh, there where there's, you Ontario. know. <laughs> Ontario. Well, no, Ontario is a little bit like that. But uh, I'd have to say that uh, just off the top of my head, um, hang on. <laughs> the Albertans. The Albertans. The Albertans are, are, are pretty much that way. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean. British Columbia is very much like uh, is is uh, is I guess in a way kind of California like mm-hmm. in its politics. Progressive. Uh-huh. Alberta is more you? like Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's what it, I mean. And then uh, you know, uh, uh, Quebec is uh, is uh, uh, very French. sort of new, new, yeah, but it's also very kind of. Uh, East Coasty kind of, you know, you got yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you've got Toronto in Ontario there, and you got um, uh, uh, Quebec right there in Montreal. That's very kind of New Yorky kind of politics. It's uh, yeah. So I would say probably probably a little bit of uh, Alberta, a little bit of Manitoba. No, no, not Manitoba. Excuse me, I forgot Saskatchewan. So Alberta and Saskatchewan, kind of Bible belty. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, you know, I, I but nothing. Like your guys. Nothing like here where, you know, you're no. debating everything, you know, to the nth when it comes to, you know. I mean, we had a president who was told by Jesus Christ what to do. Uh, right. You know, I mean, how, how, do you, how do you follow that? I mean, how do you, how does anybody respect that? Well, at least he wasn't told by the Ayatollah what to do. <laughs> at least the Ayatollah is alive. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I just, it's just odd to me that somebody somebody is, you know, has got the the, the weight of this country and and its people into a fairy tale. You know, say what you want about it. I I respect people's right to believe in it. Um, But I I just, when I I read George W.'s Bush, uh, George W.'s book, and uh, I was, I just kept shaking my head the whole time going, Really? Really? This is what this is what drove him that and, and Dick Cheney. Do you believe I mean I believe Dick Cheney is is uh, is is the next thing from a war criminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a war criminal. Because he is. Speaking yeah. which, I don't know if don't I don't know if you guys were talking about this at all cuz I missed part of the show I was making dinner. Um uh my lovely wife is uh doing her her typical fall Monday type of watching. She's watching Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and 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 in the middle of it, they just, uh, ABC News broke into it and said that uh, you guys are in the process of bombing Syria right now. Oh, oh how about that? Oh, I see your, your Facebook oh. thing here. Air attacks on Syria yeah. as we speak. Spending money yeah. we don't have. Yeah, we have bombs, right. have bombs we can expel. Yeah, we do. And we could either that or like what I talked about last week, give them to the schools. Because that's what we're doing. Bombs. Yeah, we're giving, uh, we're giving all of our surplus yeah, bombs and guns and weapons to the school systems. Isn't that a great idea? Well, I mean, we're not immune from it here. Uh, we ju- I was just reading online that uh, ISIS basically said that uh, uh, Canadians aren't going to be safe in their beds as well. They're going to be, uh, uh, they're going to be sending... Uh, people to Canada, and they already have people in Canada who are going to uh, uh, proceed to get all jihad well, over I, I us look, up here in Canada, too. I, so. I just personally believe that hey, all, we, we let them win if we're afraid of them. We just need hey, to go on with you our know lives. How they, you know how to get jihad edited at a, in Canada? They go to a hockey match, they drink a few beers, they sit around by a campfire afterwards, tell some stories, and go to sleep early. <laughs> so that's, that's, the, that's the Canadian jihad. In my mind, uh, in my mind they, they've got, they beat us if, if we let them. I mean, we just need to not be afraid. We shouldn't overreact. It was horrible what happened to those people that they beheaded. That's what bad people do. But they're not doing it to everybody. They're not doing it here in this country. But yet we're throwing bombs. We're, 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 violence begets violence. And we're just going to give them more reason, the next generation reason, to hate us that much more. Just like uh, when George W. went into Iraq because he had certain information and he acted on that information, I've got to believe that Obama must be reacting on some information that he's received that he believes to be credible. And, uh, you know, I'm not privy to what it is, but there's got to be a reason they're bombing these guys. They're not doing it because they want to. It's amazing that the American people were all about getting uh, we're getting a call with like a minute left in the program here. Um, And I think we just lost everybody, didn't we? I don't know how that happened, but um, uh, let me see. Am I definitely did I lose everybody? I clicked on one person. Hello? Hi. What happened there? I can't answer Phil Meyer because if I do, everybody else is going to go down. But my God, oh oh boy. All right, so I tell you what, the the program is up. 
So I think I am just going to uh, to let that kind of happen. Thank you for calling. I thank uh, Phil. I thank uh, Revelstoke Jim, Rin, Char- uh, Charlie, and uh, everybody for being a part of the program this evening. I have no idea what just happened. That person called. I said, except with uh, video and or, you know, the little white button there and man, all of a sudden I lost everybody. But thank you all. Had a good time. We will do this again tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Alex Bennett is next with The Ramble, followed by Revel Stoke Jim's Canadian content. It's Moose Poop Mondays. You need to be here for that. All the excitement continues on the Great American Broadcast Network. Good night. Good night.